Good morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read and Weep, a podcast about movies and friendship. This is the final month of season five, Kevin Bacon's Exquisite Corpse. We're just four teenage boys with a telescope who are playing a very long movie watching game. And I'm going to just do this up top. Major trigger warning for this episode about self-harm. The title of the movie, The Virgin Suicides from 1999, is not a metaphor. I was... Mm. Disappointed yeah. to learn it is that is it is about promised. It. So yeah, not, not all were virgins, though. If that helps, <laughs> right? I guess the the the, the yeah. second word was negotiable. Um, I was especially disappointed when I found out that the S was also required because I had forgotten because there had been the one early on, and I was like, maybe that's all of them. Um, so this is gonna we're gonna talk about it a lot uh, in the second segment. So you can stick around. The first segment is just gonna be plain old dumb. You're fine and safe there. But if you want to skip the game this week, for that reason, I would totally understand. But let me introduce you to the show. I'm your host Alex Falcone, recording as I always do, as I frequently do at least in North Koreatown, Los Angeles. Um, joined as always by at Anthony Lopez Part Two on Twitter. He's in Southeast Portland. He's gonna come to your house Sunday to watch the tube. Then he's going to ask you out. It's Anthony Lopez. Hell yeah. Um, you know, I often think when I do this show, well, how will I remember all of you and talk about all of you <laughs> 20 years from now when I'm reminiscing on my time? Yeah, if I'm just, no, just 20 years from now, been doing, after, after we stop doing this podcast, I think I'll look back and say something like, I knew the podcast boys were really dudes in disguise. They understood love and even death, and that my job was merely to create the noise that fascinated them. Uh, it's great <laughs> to be do. here. Your noises yeah. fascinate me every time. I feel like that's how I would remember and look back on you guys. Uh, uh, also yeah. joining us, he's the co-host of the Old Gamers Almanac podcast from the woods of Brooklyn. He plays a very important position. He's the last defense before the goal line. It's Hunter Donaldson. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. Wait, is that James Woods that? Or yeah, is... that was James Woods. Yeah, was famous Woods. good guy, all around yeah, nice dude. Guy, James Woods. We... Somebody the thing about James who... Woods is we haven't learned enough about him, you know, <laughs> and what well, he thinks. And it I was just... disappointed because he's so fun in this movie, and then I remembered who he is on the internet, oh, yeah. and it's oh. no. James Woods is an incredible. Every time he's one of those actors. Every time you see him, it's upsetting. You get upset again because he's so yes. good in stuff, yeah. and he has such a great career. And just for the record and to cover our asses, none of us think James Wood does cocaine. None of us would ever <laughs> dare say that on this podcast. <laughs> and anyone who thinks we would, don't, because I don't want to get sued by him like that one guy. Never. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, so not well, I will say either. I think a lot of his opinions are wrong. Yeah. I feel safe saying that. He can't sue oh, me I about that. very safe but... saying that, yeah. I just um, also joining us around at the panel. He's in Northern California. The theme of his coming out party was gas masks. It's Ezra Fox. <laughs> Goodbye, cruel world. Goes into the pool. <laughs> yeah, dark joke. Dark, dark joke of that pool. Okay, um, and, let's and talk. Mark, Mark Filter also on the on all the way they shot that on that scene. Yeah, yeah that's very true. Yeah, a lot of green. Um, Sophia gave it a, a, a green vibe. All right, uh, so before we come back to this movie, let's take a brief detour and thank our, all of our fabulous and generous meat buddies who support the show, despite the fact that I tell them not to. You can do the same. You can do what I've asked you 
to not do by going to metreon.com and we really do appreciate everybody who supports the show including last week we talked to about brendan um just want to give you a quick update because Brendan was nice enough to send along several pronunciation guides just about eight minutes after I butchered his name repeatedly oh, no. on the podcast. Did we get any so, of them right uh, by chance? It's, it's, yeah, it was as we probably could have just toned down this. If we hadn't stressed about it, it probably would have been fine. I think I got in my own head about the extra <laughs> letters. Just, just Brendan. Um, oh, man. <laughs> also says, I'm happy to be supporting the show, even if you tell us not to. For what it's worth, I've already watched most of Cameron's uh, Cameron's filmography, most of Nolan, and we plan to watch North by Northwest this weekend. And there's a doc for his dad film school that mm. I can share with you guys here in the chat if you want to oh, see yeah. what they've been up to. Because we Very were talking cool. about Brendan's cool project of dad film school. And you can see very thorough. I like a person who's got um, oh, a spreadsheet wow. that does that color Gradient beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Good work. Good Condition work. It's beautiful. I love this. It's really nice. Um, um yeah, and some we've got a lot of some classics. I I mean I can't wait for your child to not understand what's going on in Maltese Falcon. It's one of my favorite <laughs> ways to be confused, is that and, movie? And Tenet, which I guess you've seen looks like Tenet, uh, yeah, boy. Really, yeah, really a lot of confused. opportunities to be confused. Yeah, that's I mean if that's not the history of film in a nutshell, we started out at Maltese Falcon and ended up at Tenet somehow. I don't know what is. I don't know what uh, sums up. I, I will say it looks as though Apollo 13 was added specifically from our discussion. So that's good. We were able to work that in. That's you can see our as good as the bottom are not as color coded. So yeah, it's definitely as good as something like Euro Trip and Love Actually, which is also on this list. <laughs> Uh, well, so you got to watch those. Yeah, um, I mean, Apollo 13 is in good company. Oh, so <laughs> this is here. very, very impressive. There's a lot of good stuff in here. Yeah, that's, um, a, that's a fun watch. Um, you can um, join Brendan and all of our meat buddies, metreon.com. All right, now for segment one, the news. First, let's check in with our intrepid donut reporter, Ezra. Ezra, what's going on in the news oh this God. week? There was a thing. Yeah, uh, there's a reason to share. Okay. <laughs> Well, so, okay. So I don't know if you know, there is something called the Monday was taken over by Cybermen. I think we had a Cyber yeah, Monday. Yeah, yeah, We were all um, having, we were all mm. with one hand on Monday. Uh, but also, uh, my millen- my dirty millennials know. <laughs> there's a Santa, Santa has a, there's a thing called Santa and it has a bake shop. All right. And oh. at Santa's bake shop, you can eat a Santa belly. Um, basically, this looks like a, a red uh, donut uh, with a belt on it. Uh, it is cream filled. Um, there's a, uh, also gingerbread. Okay. This is very confusing. So just, this is like a, a mashup. We have a gingerbread, uh, which is a, a bread, I guess, but it's also is a cookie now. And now it's a crumb and now it's on a donut. So this is, um, uh, it's gone through a lot of different life, a lot phases. of formats. Yeah. This is a sugar yeah. cookie, but it's also a donut. Uh, this is a red velvet cake, but it's also a donut. I just everything can be a donut. I think is why I'm learning and and and, everything and labels can be a donut. I will say, having done this segment with you now for a few weeks, which everybody agrees, highlight of the show. Um, I do. I have been like more paying more attention to the sad, weird world of these email lists that I'm on <laughs> that I don't want to be on. And my favorite one was all of the people who like all of the companies, not people. I mean, people who wrote for companies, I guess, but who sent me like who they were, what they were thankful for on Thanksgiving, including. The LAX parking structure just wanted to let me know that they're thankful for me. On and I just feel like you could not. It costs you zero dollars to not send that. And I, mm. I just 
like the meeting where someone was like, we really need to reach out on Thanksgiving. Let everybody know. Yeah. This parking structure is thinking about them. Pray for the poor copywriters yeah. who got a brief that said, can you tie our parking <laughs> structure in with Thanksgiving? Those poor people, Every it's holiday keep on is a parking them. structure holiday. Yeah. What do you have to write? Well, <laughs> I've never, park- I can't you know, speak specifically for that parking structure, but most parking <laughs> structures at most major airports um, are very lucky that people haven't in a rage just burnt them down yet. So maybe yeah, they sure. are genuinely thankful that it's like, <laughs> hey, look, destroyed we it. know this place sucks, but yeah, we you get up with this. it every day. And thank you for that. Thank <laughs> you for being point. cool. That because is a very good point. Fuck, we don't deserve this. Uh, uh, it definitely, yeah, it definitely deserves to be uh, imploded at some point. Um, yeah, uh, that's the donut news. Okay, some other person, some personal news. Big news from uh, my YouTube channel, which you can be watching this show at YouTube.com/AlexFalcon. Oh, oh, Alex, uh, no fap is almost over, so you got to be really excited about <laughs> oh, that. Oh, you can right? fap again, oh, Alex. Congrats, I'm so happy. Did I tell you about this last you. year where um, my wife wanted like a habit tracking app, and the one she opened, it was like it had public goals that people were doing, and so she mm. just comes in, she's holding her phone, and she just goes, "Hey." Um, what do you think FAP means? And why oh. do so many people want to stop it? The whole thing. She was like, she wanted to track her French lessons every day. The entirety yeah. of the public thing. And why would you, you don't need to make that a public goal, but the entire thing was different yeah. people's no FAP goals. Anyway, that was an embarrassing day. Yeah, we got to hold all ourselves all, we got to hold ourselves all together, you know? So, so yeah. Some people feel real guilty about it, apparently. Um, that's well, all I can tell you. It's not feeling guilty. It's, you know, that, like, it makes you strong, you know? It makes you yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, it's it a bouncy out Is yeah. it all FAP like, April or something? Is it... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for balance in the universe, there has yeah, to be. Yeah, it's seasonal. <laughs> All right, so, so yeah, personal. you know, you're, wait, wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. Before you go further, <laughs> colon spring has sprung. All right, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> it's a solid message. I will see what the goal tracking apps are. I mean, how, it'll yeah. be like how every hour, how often? I don't know. Okay, yes. we can move. Just, Let's yes. move on from this segment. Mm. Um. Because continue it, we don't want. That would not be good for society if it was That's continuous. what makes you strong. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> um, I do want to say... Uh, the system. You know, you got to like... It's like, you, a, like, it. it's like going out, on yeah. like a lemon and water diet. You know, yeah. it's a cleanse. It's a cleanse. <laughs> you got to really clean out the pipes every once in a while and let them restock, you know? Five days into April, it's just dust. All right, we got to yeah. move on. This segment sucks. I hate this so much. Uh, yeah, that was gross. <laughs> that was gross. That was gross. Bragging about how you can jerk off again to start off this Stop. segment, Alex. Stop yeah, it. and then yeah, you, Alex, and then you go down call us perverts. At least Fuck we were co- doing it in code for a little while. It got less coded, and then I hate. It. Now we have to add a different trigger warning for like boys alone on a show being I mean, gross. No, Too many boys I, talking about fapping. That's a, that's a question. I like. At what point is FAP no longer the code and like joke off is the code? You know what I mean? Like well, that's FAP is point. so used at this point. But, but, no, I, but only I, among the extremely online young pervert. Like there's not. That's not this true. is why my wife has never uh, heard this. No one in real life no, uses that. That's the thing. I think anyone under. It's one of those things that it's like anyone under 
20 or somebody who uses TikTok too much, that's exclusively the word they use right. for it. You know what I mean? Like, we are the last generation to call it anything else but fab. And that and will be the thing going forward. You know, eventually the, that will the, be the thing. I hate about this so much. The thing that no one needed to add to this pantheon of metaphors was an onomatopoeia. Nobody mm. needed it to be a sound effect. That's true. Oh, yeah. horrifying. I think Just it'd be cool if, if jerking off then <laughs> got changed as a term and meant like being mean in a public place. That guy's real jerking off right now. And then it's just like a guy like being like, bah, 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 bah. like that's good. Yeah. Is, that does. I, there is that weird transition where stuff becomes dirty or not dirty. And there's just like remnants of people. I definitely yeah. had an elementary school teacher who used to, when you screwed up, referred to it as pulling a boner. And that mm. is like a 50s expression that did not yeah, mean yeah. what oh, it wow. means now. We, okay, and she yeah, was yeah. just, she's just a little late to get the message that that had changed hard. Yeah, I, I do think language is just kind of like it's trying to prank other generations, right? Like it's just like we're gonna <laughs> sh- take yeah, these yeah. words and make them something that you didn't want them to mean, uh, and you're gonna keep on using, and that's how we know who's cool and who isn't. Right, right. It's it's basically yeah. a way of publicly jerking off against the next generation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just meaning. Mm-hmm. No, in so the you new have to meaning, say publicly Ezra. jerking off. Jerking off yeah. is now now means like to be mean in front of everybody. Yeah. Of people. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I'm sorry, my mind's <laughs> set in the old for the way. switch. Yeah. <laughs> It's just, it's an uncomfortable, there is that middle of the Venn diagram yeah, time-wise. Power it's really guys, awful. We'll get guys, guys, I haven't had my coffee. I'm really sorry if I'll be joking it all morning today. But <laughs> my coffee kicks in, <laughs> I'll be feeling better and I'll stop it. It'll be fine. Guys, I just, before we go further, is this really what you want on your Wikipedia page that you reclaimed this phrase and this is the thing that you're, I'm just, I'm, if we're all in it, okay, I'm just, I really want us to know this is what we want to be our legacy. Oh, we did it. Okay, it's it. done. It's- Yep. This is our, um, so this okay, is our so a couple more quick things I want relevant. to do. Uh, I do want to say, okay, so I do have a big, uh, Ez has been helping me on this, but we, we rolled out this morning my latest, uh, my, my, my most difficult 60 second video to date. Um, I made a, I made a new TikTok today. It's also on the YouTube page, youtube.com slash account, which is the sequel to my biggest viral hit yet, which was the hiding stuff in books and such. I made a sequel to that where I had a bunch of new hiding places, spent, I don't know, 10 months and several hundred dollars on it, and I just want a couple of you to watch it, because it's not <laughs> gone viral yet. It needs it needs a little boost. Maybe it will by the time you listen to this, but right now, it's like, wow, maybe it's starting to feel like this was not a good return on investment I mean, for all thing. of this work. It is at least one view for every day you worked on it so far. So there's, That's probably got, true, yeah. yeah. That's, you've definitely got there. Maybe even for every hour you worked on it. Yeah, I, this is uh, this is the most stressed I've ever been about something flopping. Um, <laughs> I, and... I, it should be important to note, this is the silliest thing to be stressed about in that this is like, will people like the way spaghetti falls out of my DVDs? I know. it's. <laughs> well, this is the thing that's difficult is there's parts of this video that I, are, I think are like absolutely good. There are things that I know for sure are good. You know, mm-hmm. like the I don't want to spoil too much of it. I'll tell you guys one of them, which is that I bought. I'll show you on the on our video. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, this is a book, to, uh, Clear and Present Danger by Tom Clancy. It mm-hmm. is seven hundred pages long, and I hollowed it out. And there is a projector, a little a little Pico projector that lives in there, that projects the movie Clear and Present Danger out of the end of the book, so you don't have to read it. Mm-hmm. So that's. 
and also as you can see on the video i'm trying not to spill it but there's room there's a popcorn compartment too so you can watch you can eat your popcorn out of the book that is projecting the movie of the book itself and i feel like that that's a win i'm proud of that that took a lot of time cost way too much money but then there's a yeah. bunch of stuff where spaghetti's falling out of DVD cases, and I just don't know if anybody would like that. I don't think they have a reason to. I do we want to do some workshop real quick? Because I'm looking at the title of this YouTube video yeah. that you've that you've put out. Yeah. I'm just going to read it to you. I'm going to see if you notice anything no, about hey, it. No, don't say it. I don't yeah, I'm embarrassed no. now. Oh, okay. Well, I just feel like you could just change the title. Like, we could change the title right now. Yeah. To something okay, that tell me. What magnetized clicks. The the title is nothing to hide like the sequel where you put the two in the thing and the first one was called nothing to hide t o so I was trying to do you know yeah, yeah I was yeah. trying I to do it. a little you know oh, I get it I get too, it yeah, yeah. too furious you know I, mean, I like it to I love the it. streets I love yeah, it famously but, you know, the sequel that doesn't care <laughs> the algorithm wants <laughs> yes. you to name stuff like the most obvious thing yes, so, yeah that's you true. know if if you're you know. If you just want it to be called that, because that's because that works for you, then whatever. But you know the no, algorithm. No, so what would you? How would you? Insane man hides spaghetti town, in you know? weird places. <laughs> <laughs> what would you call it, Hunter? Besides insane man hides spaghetti. Uh, I like insane man hides spaghetti. What? Who came up with that? Ezra <laughs> just said it just now. I think insane man hides spaghetti is pretty good. Um, or or something like you're not gonna believe what I've hidden. Yeah. You know. <laughs> There's something hidden in the video. Watch, we have we have some people who watch the show on YouTube every week, um, and um, we have this joke where we put arrows and circles in the ti- in the like YouTube thumbnail, making mm-hmm. fun of other people for doing that. And I feel like this is the same where people are going to not realize that the titles being stupid is kind of making fun of the stupid titles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But um, so like people are gonna no, see this and be like, "Well, he's not. This guy sucks. What a terrible title!" Yeah. <laughs> I do like the title "Nothing to Hide," but you're right; it's pretty inside baseball. It's pretty specific to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, look if it, if this is a movie, that is the right title. Um, yeah. Yes, and maybe movie, there's a chance that YouTube title. is not movies. Actually, excellent title, but YouTube, yeah, not movies. It's just a scam. <laughs> well yeah. uh yeah you're right okay so i've changed the title yeah. for you i, yeah, let's I see. gotta let's, let's say see. that this this conversation well i think is you know uh like very funny and interesting it does it is just kind of petty in perspective like we'll get to the version suicides here in a minute but mm-hmm. like i think the version suicide just a movie i hadn't seen until uh last night is a movie i, I really really enjoyed i'm really glad we watched it Mm-hmm. Um, and I find the movie to be very, very like one of those movies that even though it takes place 25 years before it even came out in the 90s. So it's like anachronistic yeah. on top of anachronism. Mm-hmm. It is a movie that is incredibly irre- relevant to, I think, every generation that will come after that movie. Like 20 years from now, teenagers will find something in this movie that is like uh very very relevant and this this the movie just got me thinking about what kids kind of go through now and watching you a grown man uh who has success in his life um and like has other avenues and like your stress that is coming from a youtube and tiktok video not getting the metrics you want 
And I'm just imagining that well, pressure yeah. on like a 16 year old me, right? Mm. Like, because mm. there are 16 year olds who are going through this times a thousand, right? Because not only is their entire social scene much more tied into their videos, into their content, and all that, but also like maybe they don't have any other avenues. They have no other creative outlets. And the fact that like you, I know, are like probably looking at the metrics, but I doubt you're like, like the one of the things that from my understanding of following a lot of YouTube creators is like the metrics that you can get if you want, YouTube will give them to you. YouTube will give you all the numbers you could possibly ever even numbers you don't even know exist. YouTube yep. will be like, oh, you want to know how you're failing here too? Yep. You want to know how you, uh, you also suck at this? And yeah, this, YouTube's and most this. punishing one is uh -huh. like, do you know 90% of people tune out at second seven? What did you do <laughs> yeah. wrong yeah. there? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And so like just ugh, that like even though the Virgin Suicides was made in a universe that cannot or at a time in which people wouldn't could not even comprehend or imagine the pressures that are put on teenagers now. That's why I thought um Bo Burnham's Eighth Grade, which is a really good movie from a few years ago, um, also really captures sort of this vibe to it. Um but yeah, I don't know. Just watching. So there's a you got a you're making a good point. I did expect the way you started that that you were gonna say that this video of me hiding spaghetti in my apartment also will speak to generations for for generations. <laughs> generations. That's, a, that's, that's a yeah. going on. That we all know. Oh, well. we, we, all, we, I think that was I mean, everybody's. That's, that's all your work. I mean, yeah. I say that about everything you have invented, Alex. I mean, I do sort with. of feel like I I think that what you're saying is true for youth. Yeah, for we sure. call you ever. Evergreen Falcone for a reason, <laughs> right. you know, because, yeah, you're I, just I think with me, it's a little different in that this is just like th this is just another form of of my work, which is like I take a new joke on stage and it bombs or I, you know, I did. Yeah, I did stand up on television and I wait to see how, you know, the industry reacts to that and what offers I get out of that. Like mm -hmm. if you brought a report to your boss that you spent six months working on, you'd be like, boy, I hope they like this report. That's what it's, I've just put a lot of work in it. It's just that my job is stupid, is like <laughs> extremely stupid. But I think the same thing would happen if you were like, oh, we're trying to like read the the atmosphere in the boss's conference room as they discuss this report. I'm doing that with like TikTok numbers. Yeah, but, but also what I'm saying is like, you know, imagine you at 15 dealing with this. Like when you I mean, if I had, you, maybe I would be good at it now. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> I had the, all the wrong pressures as a teenager. But like, just like I just think about like you know, like you know, being a teenager itself is like essentially you know your brain is at war with the rest of your body, and like yeah, that yeah, it yeah. happens with ten years, you know. Um, I, okay, we'll come back. We'll talk about this more, the youth stuff here in a second. I want to say one last thing before we leave from this, which is just that if you're watching on YouTube at YouTube.com/slash/AlexFalcon, you can also see behind me. My products from my last two. I can't figure out how to point at this correctly. No, you, but, you, do. Um, that's a, you got my yeah, poster. Yeah, that's better. There you go. You got my poster from Focella, which we talked about before, which is the fake band music festival that I've been working on. Um, so that's there. And then above that is the wall safe, wall safe. And I really was expecting this to be the, the Christmas present of the year. This is the one that Arnold Schwarzenegger is knocking <laughs> people over to get. But it's a. <laughs> It looks like a wall safe, but you it's a sticker that you put on your wall, so it looks like you got a wall safe, but then you can peel it back off, not harm your paint. The wall safe, yeah. wall safe. Right. I think it would have been, but then that like actual transforming Optimus Prime came out a few weeks ago, that and that is good. really still difficult. Thunder. We're behind on yeah. that. Yeah. All right. Um well, let's talk about this movie in segment two, the game.
Welcome segment to the game this week. As we've mentioned, we watched The Virgin Suicides, the 1989 American psychological drama film written and directed by Sofia Coppola, based on the 1993 best-selling novel of the same name by American author Jeffrey Eugenides. This was both Je- this book was uh, Jeffrey's, and the movie was Sofia's debuts. These were their two debuts mm-hmm. wow. teaming up. This was yeah. starring uh, internet nice guy James Wood woods as well as aj cook kathleen turner kirsten dunst who was also in anastasia two weeks back uh yeah. josh hartnett josh hart heartthrob josh hartnett and of course very importantly crucially starring mr danny devito yeah. so this move as mentioned was from <laughs> anastasia uh what happened was we it was anthony's turn we had just redrawn a round of turns i used a power card to swap with him and then picked the same movie he was going to to take points away from him. So basically just a points tax. I had a card that allowed me a points tax, but we moved to the movie that Anthony wanted anyway, which was your, which was your super pick. Anthony, why did you pick this movie? Um, you know, I, a few reasons. One, I did want to sort of add some variety to the movies I had been picking on this. You know, Mm -hmm. my goal with this project was to see new movies. I haven't seen stuff I've always wanted to see, but never got a chance to. I've always been fairly like interested in Sofia Coppola's movies, but a lot of them I, I haven't really enjoyed too much. But I always have appreciated her uh, as a sort of director and as a writer, as someone who makes interesting movies. Uh, a big part of the reason why I chose this one in particular is that I feel like society um, in the last few years has been going kind of through like a Kirsten Dunst revaluation. You know, she's one of those actresses who has been around literally her entire life, right? We all grew up mm-hmm. with Kirsten Dunst from, mm-hmm. like, Interview with the Vampire, Jumanji, stuff mm-hmm. when she was a kid to, like, her, like, kind of indie darling phase to the Spider-Man movies, which she doesn't get a lot to do in, but I think she's really good in those she movies. She upside down, which I don't know if you guys have ever yeah, done that, Sp- that Spider-Man well, kiss. she doesn't it's... do the upside down part, though. That's, like, the more well, important. He's upside down, but there's, to, to comparatively. Yeah. But if you guys ever do that kiss, it's too it's much. It's not easy, yeah. No, it, the, the, your tongue is too rough. on, And so if you do the two rough parts next to each other, it's just sandpaper on sandpaper. Yeah. It's not well, good. It's not good. No, also, the thing people always forget about that. You guys are not immediately that. saying yes, which makes me think you've yeah. not tried this. It does. No, it's no. not good. Well, no. So what do you do? Both hang upside down. That's the way to yeah. do it. Oh, you just want to both hang upside head. down. That's, that's well, the best You guys way to are do it. also forgetting the most important thing about that scene in the movie is that it was um, it's set in the rain, so they were essentially waterboarding Tobey Maguire right. while <laughs> he was making out with Kirsten Dunst. Like, and like, no. nose and yeah. mouth and then pour um, water on it. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, very unpleasant filming experience. But the last few years, uh, I feel like between like her work on sort of like you know, How to Become a God in Central Florida, Power of the Dog, um, she's been doing a lot of interesting stuff, and I kind of feel like maybe we, we didn't really uh, appreciate her when she was mm-hmm. uh, sort of younger doing uh, being and stuff. So I've been trying to rewatch a lot of her work. Um, I think she's great in this movie. I, I really enjoyed this movie. I found it fascinating. I love kind of like what this movie is going for. Um, I sort of like what I sort of took away from this movie is that it's very much sort of like the way society and like neighborhood and cultures are sort of like obsessed with the lives of like young attractive women but could not actually care about them as people and the pain they go through and the suffering they go through like that is completely irrelevant this is a movie about five daughters who are the main 
point of this universe. They're the most important characters in all these people's lives, but no one in this movie is no, interested in actually yeah. knowing them or caring about well, they, them. The, the characters um, are interested in knowing them. They just can't. And well, the, they also don't want him, right? Like that's like one of the funniest. I think this movie is like very funny too. That's another thing is I think this movie has a great sense of humor to it. But like, you know, one of the first scenes when they're like imagining them at this field and they're jumping around, there's a fucking unicorn in the background yeah. hanging out yeah, with yeah. them in their fantasy. Like it is incredibly on the nose. Like, oh, they're like just straight up fantasies to these boys. They're not real people at all, you know? And yeah, like, I, I think that's true. I, I do think that if you like, well, so one is that it's supposed to, it's narrated by the people who were there who, who exist and because of the way things played out, those girls are ineligible to narrate the film right? because they're no longer with us. Not in so the we future. are kind of I mean, left with, uh, and I, and I do think that it, it is interesting. I, I mean, the neighborhood thing is a super interesting part of this, of just like how you watch other people's lives and what you think about other people yeah. through like in this case, telescopes and their garbage. Like that's literally I mean, what you one get. One of my of favorite lives. jokes is when they're tearing down the fence and the one house housewife comes over with lemonade. Yeah. Like this, this is really good gag of this woman walking on this massive tray of lemonade and cups as they are watching the fence that the daughter, yeah. youngest daughter, killed themselves on get tore down. The way right. the neighborhood like rubbernecks and like all the yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. constant use of voiceover from people you don't even see talking shit yeah, about I mean, this family it's, yeah the thing is narrated by giovanni ravisi who we do not get to see his his wonderfully weird face it's never well, we also up. have like just neighbors like other moms in the neighborhood yeah. narrating yeah. off screen and we never see the conversation it's just like this yeah is there is a it's really interesting movie about like about not knowing other people but obsessing over them i think that's really interesting <laughs> um let me give you guys a summary for those who not Seeing this, so you, so the main reason you watch this is because of Kirsten Dunst. She's um, definitely in it, so you nailed that. Um, but let me tell you, if you've not seen The Virgin Suicides from 1999 or read the book by Jeffrey Eugenides, here it is. Giovanni Ravisi is a faceless adult man recounting the most fucked up thing that ever happened in his neighborhood when a 13-year-old girl he lived near attempted suicide, uh, and then everybody in the suburb, uh, everybody in the suburb talks about why, but Dr. Danny DeVito swoops in and says the main reason is she doesn't get to hang out with boys enough because of her very strict religious parents so they throw her a boy girl party where she excuses herself <laughs> then jumps out the window and triggering her parents to lock down the other four sisters even more strictly than before and so we see a lot the rest of the movies from the outside trying to figure out what's going on with them a year later the hottest boy in school convinces the dad that he's hot enough to take kirsten dunst to the homecoming dance along with his other daughters. Um, and he's just so James Woods is just so horny for this guy that he's excited. Like, please, I will, I will represent you to my wife. I will make the case that you should be able to make out with my daughter. Well, of course they watch TV together and yeah, they did then, watch the tube. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, they go to the dance, the uh, Kirsten and hot boy fall in love, but then Kirsten fails to come home, which was literally the theme of the dance is homecoming. <laughs> she couldn't even do that. Uh, and so they lock the daughters in their room permanently, take them out of school, no socializing at all. Uh, the girls form a prison phone call relationship with the voiceover boys. And then in a very strange and mean trick, convince the boys to come over in the middle of the night only to discover the 
bodies of the four sisters who have completed a suicide pact of their own, which messes up the boys pretty bad, um, causing them to narrate this whole story. And then there's a party with other people we don't know and gas masks. And then that's the movie. Yeah. So it's the I mean, story it's, of these girls and the boys watching them, and then an unrelated party with gas masks. I'd forgotten about that party at the, like until I saw this again. Like I completely, yeah. that, I, I just I thought it ended with the suicide. I've completely it's a very about interesting, that. completely yeah, writing choice to put this whole denouement of the gas mask party. Um, yeah, I love it. I think it's it's very. Needed I don't dislike it, but it's interesting choice of this movie, right? Like it, it's it's like this is really great. I wouldn't call this movie like it is very dreamy and very atmospheric mm-hmm. and it really feels like a memory. That's one of the things I really love about this movie. Um, or it feels like a story that is being told. Um, but there's a very lot of sort of on the nose imagery, you know, like this, this gas mask party. There's a subplot involving this uh, fungus that's killing the trees yeah. in the neighborhood and how like. If you don't stop it soon, it is going to spread and kill all of these. Yeah, this idea and of contagion. Movies, yeah. Right? yeah, it's like... Um, but I, I do so like, what I like is a metaphor for the contagion. And we do know... Like, we do know in, that suicide among teenagers has a contagion effect. I don't know that the metaphor of the parks department needs to remove the original problem. Make Like, the metaphor stops there. I don't think... Parks and Rec should send a truck and seven chainsaws to take the 13-year-old girl who had the first idea of this and remove her from their house. Well, that's I mean, not what it's that's... it's not saying the girl is the reason. It's the 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 rot is coming from within the house. It is the environment, it is these these things that create yeah. the scenario for this to happen. It is not the little girl who killed herself is the rot. She yeah, is the first fault. tree to die. No, no, no from but the it. tree is also not the like, rot. So she's she is just the vessel that is holding the contagion. And then yeah. the parks department shows up with nine guys and eight chainsaws <laughs> to take care of that one tree. What's, I'm just saying that's what's where the, the right ratio, Alex. Yeah. Yeah. Just so I know, what how do you send the parks department? How, what, how many chainsaws? How many guys? Yeah. <laughs> or an eight? I think probably three, you do two to th- two or three tree guy arborists, one chainsaw. You what? never need <laughs> multiple chainsaws standing around the same one tree. For each that sounds so dangerous. <laughs> but we're you talking gotta, about you the, the, the scene had about five guys too many, is, is it what had, it is. It like had if more this... chainsaws than I thought. And my point was that I think that's where the metaphor gets a little bit weirder if the girl is the tree. I mean, I wonder if just there's no. Like it once it's got out, there's no. It doesn't actually matter maybe what you do at that point. There's no containing it either way. I guess right. right? That yeah. does seem to be what the parks department is saying. Is it's like it's not containable at this point. I do well, like yeah, that I the mean, movie I, is basically like this is the parents' fault. Some movies well, would would make it seem like it's not, but this one is like. And actually, it's pretty much seems like it's the mom's fault because we don't yeah. ever see anything about what she thinks, well, and we well, do watch James Woods go from being I mean, a little annoying to completely daffy. I would. Not the dad's I would. Fault. Yeah, I would like, argue that it's it's they are definitely a factor of it, but a huge part of this movie is that there's so much information missing. We don't yeah. there could be something completely else that's the fault, right? We honestly don't know. These girls aren't real characters. We don't actually know what happened. We don't actually even know if that was a consensual suicide pact, right? There right. is no information yeah. given. Right, we only have these little scraps of it, right? And even the the point is like even the parents um, don't care I mean, what this, happened. This was... They will never know what happened, you know. Um, but yeah, right. they're not great. I do love 
James Woods, those like little scenes that are like so real, like when um he brings up the homecoming dance to his wife in front of the girls. Oh god, as, that was like, that, that this is the move, only way. No, 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 that was a parenting move because he was he wanted them. He was bringing in help. Yes, exactly. There was no way he could have gotten that through without the girls there and that pressure, right? He knew exactly so, like, he what he was doing. As, it's it's a like real four D chess move when it comes to parenting, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, that was it was strong. I I did. That's why I guess I feel like it seems like it's less his fault because he really wants a, mm-hmm. a somebody, specifically somebody who plays football, to boink his daughters. He's very yeah. interested in that. But he's also like completely okay with like pulling his daughters out of school, locking them in the house well, for weeks also, at a like, time. Lost, right? you know? lost his job because of it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. yeah. I, it's it's. I, I guess I'm 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 being co- I'm being cute about it, but I does feel like the movie is sort of suggesting it's the mom's fault. That's how it feels. Yeah. I mean, well, uh, this this is interesting. I mean, both of them. Yeah, they, yeah. They he. It's not just like that. Like some person is terrible to the kids, and then the other one's like, "Well, I'm not doing that myself," and so I'm allowing it to happen, and so I'm blameless. Yeah. That, that's that's yeah. definitely not how that works. Um, the thing with like I don't know. I, I remember being annoyed. I guess uh, I think when I saw this before, and also I think maybe with. Uh, like lost in translation, just the the gaps were annoying for me. I guess like the the, the a lot of stuff that's like not that you don't get the purview into in terms of like um mm-hmm. like some Sophia couple of movies where it's like that, that I've seen where it's it's just you don't get that kind of uh psychological like uh I don't know intimacy I guess uh that would make a typically like as I've been seeing a satisfying movie but like I maybe I've come around a bit like this was uh I this there's Oh, it's, it's there's a lot of cool stuff going on and i feel like you kind of get to assemble it and it's less it was less distressing i guess um to have like the lack of closure this time around watching maybe maybe in, you know i was primed with like um uh with lost highway uh as a even more like you know like uh <laughs> tough to get into movie for me so this was i think this was I, I enjoyed this a lot more than i expected i think um you guys okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna take a guess here i'm gonna take a stab from knowing how you guys turned out as adults, which is very good. You turned out very good. <laughs> 11 out of 10. In, in general, the people who I like as adults did not enjoy high school. So I'm going to take a guess that you guys, none of you guys feel like you peaked in high school. Mm-hmm. I, that safe? No, for sure. I no, and actually... I got... Go ahead. As? Oh, I was... No. No, I, I won't hear Anthony. No, I mean, I was, I mean, I, yeah, I was a, um, I was a very miserable person in high school. Uh, not just like, you know, I had, I had some good times. I went to a fairly small school. You know, it's not like I had like a lot of like bullies or anything like that. I sort of got along with everyone, but I was just in general, I, I, I did not take being a teenager well. I'm a very anxious person. I'm a very depressive mm-hmm. person. I'm someone who, I think one of the reasons why I sort of related to this movie in a way is like I had, I'm somebody who has suffered um, from suicidal tendencies my entire my, my entire life. I've had uh, when I, I'm very very depressive. I've had many thoughts and you know a few attempts on sort of hurting myself and doing things. I'm very very glad I didn't do, especially when I was younger. When I was a teenager, it was really really bad, um, and I definitely like. You know, I'm very glad that I, I didn't ever do anything too extreme, that I'm alive and I'm here today and all this. But like I, I very much like had a lot of those like feelings and things like that. And I think this movie, one of those things I mentioned earlier, 
before we kind of got to the movie directly is that sort of like timeless quality to it. Even though this movie came out in 99, it takes place 25 years before that. Still, so many of the things like like I see this today, news programs about teenage suicide rate and the exploitative nature of like people sensationalizing these stories and like in the news and uh, on social media and the pressures and how it's harder to be a kid today than whatever. You know, I think that like all of that stuff I did relate to a lot. So this is actually what I was wondering about the fact that you relate to it. And I did too, maybe a little differently, but I still related to this. It seemed reasonable. And that's one of the things that I liked the least about it. If you make a movie that really feels like one of my least favorite times in my life, the more real it is, the Mm. less I want to watch it, the more. And I spent a lot of this movie sort of like cringing and that's why I'm not, I'm not going to watch that Bo Burnham movie. Um, not because because everyone says it's good. Everyone's like, man, this is a really yeah. good depiction of middle school. Then no thanks. <laughs> then please keep it as far yeah. away from me as possible. The last thing I want is to feel realistically like I'm back in middle school. Did you guys have, am I the only one who had that problem of it feeling good and reasonable in a way that I hated? It definitely I, reminded me of, of not great stuff. Um, I, I enjoyed high school though. I had like a good uh, I had like a good time in high school. Um, oh, damn it. But it did remind mm. me of because of all the religious imagery. It just reminded me of the uh, pains of being raised by by Christians and being raised in yeah. the church. There's definitely mm-hmm. like a special mm-hmm. kind of trauma for that. And it's funny that the movie the movie it just has that in the air. It never really goes directly after yeah. that. And it made me kind of want to read the book. Cause I want to know if maybe yeah. the book is a little more like, cause it, it, it felt a little soft handed in that way, almost as if it was yeah. just like, we just want to suggest the church. We don't want to like go to, you know, and there's the scene where he has to burn Scott all her Glenn. records. Yeah. And that part seems to be like, Oh very, yeah. Thing, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. See, yeah, that but, was, that was way too real for me because that <laughs> I grew up in a very religious household and yeah. my parents would frequently um, like steal my CDs, look through the books for lyrics and yeah. they would destroy stuff. If they, if they found out I had stuff that they thought was satanic or of the devil or right. whatever, like that would happen regularly. My parents idea of punishment was destroying your shit. Like that was how they would get you. That like it was, sucks. It was very like. Oh, I hate that. As yeah. that's see, you're it, not as bad about that. That's a parenting mistake to me, in a way no, that, that, that bringing up something you want in front of the kids, be like, "What, honey? You're not going to let us go to McDonald's?" Yes. Like that seems like that was a pro move. Whereas like destroying your kids' yeah. possessions well, feels like love only a way to mess somebody up. The gag of the mom, even though all of her kids are now breathing horribly toxic fumes, being like, yeah. I'm still right here. It's just I did. It's I a like, funny actually, image. That scene was really great because when she was like, I'm going to burn those records, I was like, no, you can't. No, it'll, <laughs> there's too much smoke. They're not going to just do a scene where she burns records and it's fine. And then it created an airborne toxic event and I was relieved. I mean, yeah, there's a, yeah I guess funny. there's a lot of imagery, right? Of that, like the, of the air you breathe in this, right? Where it's like you they talk about oh, sort of like yeah. that container mm-hmm. out there, right? And, and um, you know, like multiple of the mom's sisters. Cre- yeah. Mom's religion is creating a toxic air inside the house. Literally. Yeah. So yeah. many metaphors um, I didn't get. There's a lot of good stuff. I, I know. I, for for it's my fun part, to hang my, out with people afterwards who can give you sort of a breakdown oh, of all yeah, the metaphors so you missed. That's yeah. like extremely satisfying for me. It's a group project. And then when I, can do, I, I can go talk to my wife and be like, "Guess what? I just figured out." Whoa! Man. All by myself. So awesome. 
<laughs> I'm a good boy. Um, As, did you have fun in, in high school? So I had, uh, so middle school was real bad for me. I felt like I, like, mm-hmm. I think I, I, I could have been, as an, I think it could have been a lot better than it was if I realized like, oh, in order to make friends, I have to say, like, I have to be a person who like does the first step. Uh, Cause I went to a new mm. school like in sixth grade uh, and I right. was like, mm. I had friends before. I don't remember making any of those. Uh, so I must be, <laughs> so it just, it must just happen. And like, yeah. if I had like been down, if I had been cool with any situation, except just um, wanting the most popular kids to invite me over apropos of nothing. If I had been like, if I'd been down for anything else, which is like, like getting, take, saying yes to the invites from, uh, from people who were like, not like popular uh, or alternatively mm. just, like trying to make a friend actively inviting someone over to my house, I think I would have had a great time in middle school or at least a lot better. Um, I was yeah. definitely much more miserable in middle school than high school for yeah. sure. And I, high school, I think I had maybe friends. part of it is the thing you mentioned casually, like not no bullies in high school. And I, I think that structurally is more likely because you can just get further apart. It's a bigger building. We could go off campus for lunch. So you could just like get in your car and drive five minutes and sit in McDonald's parking lot instead of being at school. You could eat for just just the ability to be further away from people made bullying much less common, although it was still miserable. So but I like middle school, you couldn't go anywhere. So I feel like middle school is much more miserable for me because it was more. uh, And and I think everyone uniformly is middle. I mean, I think most people are miserable in middle school. I think like there's sort of a it's like feels like a prison where everyone is just like kind of in the same situation basically and like maybe there's some hierarchy but like everyone is still stuck there basically in in, in a way and like and 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 no one is happy really uh fundamentally so i i i I, I think the the thing that was interesting about the movie i think they got like it feels the feelings feel very right to me like fundamentally Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and maybe like the frustration i had at least on the first viewing was that like at the time i wanted i wanted that greater insight into girls i feel like it it like um i felt like this is a well represented like like the amount of insight I had into girls very well, which was annoying. Where it's like, I want to see, like, give me, can I understand a little bit more on this movie even? And it's like, no, I get the right. same level of like insight where it's like, this is like uh, this, you know, these mythical creatures. The one thing yeah. that made me the, felt the most real to me was a group of boys in a circle, and one of them is just telling bald face lies. Uh, yeah. and everyone's like, "Yeah, that checks out. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. yeah. Thank you for leading the way. Into people's houses, and then you uh, just yeah. know everything about them. Crazy. I used to hate that. That was like my yeah. least favorite thing about being a child was having to listen to like the worst lies ever. Yeah. Like just yeah, everyone, yeah. everyone who was a liar was so bad at it, and you had to be polite. I hate when people make me be polite. And just listen to things that are obviously lies. Like it's just, yeah, I, and I have to just be like, yeah, cool, okay, yeah. So I don't feel like I had that level where I recognized it all the time. I remember there's so many things where it was just like, oh yeah, your cousin is Justin Timberlake, cool. Like there were just so many things yeah. that everybody just believed. Oh yeah, that's oh that's what the person who lives in that house used to get up we to. We all know that. Man. Yeah, the way this movie captures a lot of. Um, like very specific types of kids that I knew, like the kid with the sunglasses, who's the first one who tries first to jump off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like that was the kid I know. The um, um, Jason Schwartzman's older brother, who's in this movie, he's the one Coppola-looking kid. Yep. Oh, with the slick back hair, like that kind of like greasy kid oh, yeah. with slick back hair. So specific. Who, who, I like, think we saw in I, um, Princess Diaries before. Oh, yes, yeah, okay. he was also okay. the kid from Princess Diaries. Yeah. Um. But, like, I remember a friend of mine, and when I was, like, 9 or 10, she was like, 
her older sister was a few years older, and she was telling me how her older sister used to write boys' names she liked on her underwear. And, like, that was, like, one of those things that, like, yeah. it always stuck with me as, like, oh, that's a very weird thing this girl did. And then you watch a movie like this, and you're like, that's yeah. probably one of those things that, like, a bunch of girls thought they were the only one to do that. Or, you know, I definitely whoever. wrote crushes' like, names on, yeah. like, notebooks and stuff, never on yeah. underwear. But yeah, it's just because funny. then I'd be afraid, like, you lose the underwear, they would return yeah. it to the wrong person, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> My underwear, no. They'd be like, I found your underwear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, okay, so one of the, one, another thing about this that I was wondering about, how it felt to you guys um, from high school experience, is dances. Because this is mm. a very, like, 50s dance or 60s dance 70s dance anyway not a 90s dance um because a 90s dance there's a lot more grinding in my memory which i'm sure is even worse now but also my i mean i went to a couple of high school dances like fancy dances and it was so much less people dancing with each other and so much more just like groups of friends standing in a circle chatting Mm. it was way more like just like you could be a dork at a dance because you'd bring three dorks and you'd hang out and be dorks and it wasn't like we didn't do homecoming king and queen, I guess. It was just like groups of dorks at a dance. And they were actually like not that bad. Mostly just because it felt kind of harmless, I, I, I feel like. Did you guys do dances and did it feel like this or did it feel better or worse? I felt like a bunch of dorks, yeah, hanging out. Just like talking to each other. Just a bunch of dorks that already hang out all the time. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like, let's go hang out wearing nice clothes, you know? Yeah. I have the saddest thing that I can share. Um, oh, hell. So in middle school dances... You're saying the smile, so it's an okay sad. I'm not yeah, going to be bummed okay. myself. It's just, it's just, it kind of shows, I think, where my head was at. Like, So I felt like very much like an outsider for a lot of middle school. Like, not... Um, so, like, I had this thing where I kind of like self-narrate maybe, maybe a little bit, where it's like, you kind of like are watching it where like other people are, are doing it. And so I'd like... I, there's one point where I was like watching around, uh, walking around, uh, seeing people doing the slow dance, and I would see the people coupling up. And I was like, "Good for them. That's nice that, that happened." <laughs> and I just like I started going around for mercy, like you know, like uh, you know, people are like, "Oh, that's cool. Okay, that's that, nice." That's exactly what I say when I'm in a hotel and the people on the other side of the wall are having sex. <laughs> um, Good for them. And, yeah, for them. This was just, that was the best I could do, I think, at that time, uh, where it's like I felt like I did not have like that's the, the sweet. people, yeah, that, that I wanted, but it was like. Oh, okay, that's good. That's nice that they, they have that. Okay, good. And then, <laughs> and then back to the I side. I mean, I also feel like by the time I was in high school, people would just go, they could just go drink and do drugs at other places. So the idea mm. of like sneaking under a table to drink is like, well, but why not just do that at the house? Better why didn't they just do it at the party? All the other times they were doing that. Hey, so that we... feels weird about the like the 70s part. Of... Can we oh, take I, a I, few I... minutes? Oh yeah, I want one more thing on dances, which is can you guys now because now we're the old we're the we're the other side, we're James's Woods's age. Time do we group uh our group session at six o'clock right? No no no, it's time for us to go like to go chaperone a high school dance. How wild would it be to how fucking bizarre must it be to stand at a high school dance as an adult today? I just can't. Rabbit. The uh, high school teachers who have had to show up on a dance, please write in and tell me how weird it was. Because that seems yeah. like just watching kids bump and stuff just seems so awful. Yeah, it does seem <laughs> miserable. Doesn't it seem like the worst place? It, I can't imagine like, how I, unhappy I, that would make me. I used to work uh, for catering at the Oregon Zoo, and people used to do. There would be prom season would happen oh, there, yeah. and so it was just like a like it would be like a solid. I don't know, like two or three weeks of just like proms every weekend. Mm. Um, and yeah, so I've sort of experienced that. It's humiliating. 
for yourself and for them, but <laughs> yeah, they don't right, know it's, that it's you're humiliating. Just to be the older person having to like be near it feels embarrassing, even though it's Witness not anything it you're doing. Is humiliating. Like <laughs> no human should have to see it. It should happen in like a like a black box, like deep underground, you know. <laughs> And the prom DJ. I mean, can you imagine being oh, a prom DJ? That, I, I that mean, life I, must be I've hard. I've met wedding DJs who I liked it in person. And even then, I'm still like, man, I know what you're like at work. But I cannot imagine a high school prom DJ. That sounds... Weddings are all right. I mean, who, you know, I like being at a wedding. Most weddings are okay. Yeah. Some weddings yeah, yeah. are awful, I'm sure. The but like, 100% yeah, of proms are traumatizing. You know yeah, what I mean? The, just the most horrible gathering of folks. You can imagine. But you also have a lot more latitude with like wedding music than you do with right. prom sure. music. Absolutely. You're pretty limited to like ten novelty songs from before the kids were born, <laughs> and <Yeah>. then <laughs> only music of the last three years. Right? That's it. Like, you know, you don't get a lot of like variety being a prom DJ. I would imagine. My favorite um, thing at every wedding I've been to because of the age that we are is that every wedding plays "Hey Ya" and everybody runs out and dances despite mm. the fact that that song's one thesis is yeah. we're not wedding people right like it's just the most not wedding song wait a sec i don't know one thesis so that you should shake it like you know the polar <laughs> yeah, you should like shake it that is that's picture. but you why should you shake it because monogamy is impossible that's the point yeah, of that song right <laughs> but and um, it's at every wedding can, anyway um okay let's I think take what a moment say. we we need to we need to talk about um my dreamboat scumbag Josh Hotnant. Oh, uh, yeah. He is. Why? So, so he immediately, as soon as he came on, movie. I was like, oh, this is Dreamboat Scumbag from my youth. But yeah, Megan yeah. didn't recognize him. So, what else? What do I know him? He had a He's no fat in... movie. No, oh, yeah. So, yeah, he does have a no fat movie. That is true. Uh, here's the thing about Josh Hotnant. He's what? a very interesting actor. Uh, he was, yeah, he was a, a huge heartthrob in the 90s, early 2000s. Um, he. He was he could have been one of the biggest movie stars of his generation. He's one of those guys, though, who like purposely quit acting because he had made enough money and he kind of just wanted to raise a family. And now he just does stuff where he wants to do it. But oh, good uh, for him, Josh Hartnett was um, Warner Brothers first choice for Superman and for Batman. Oh, wow. Um, Dude, what a scummy Superman down. he would be. Yeah, that'd be um, weird. What a, what a filthy, the, dirty little Superman. The <laughs> amount of roles that Josh Hartnett famously turned down in the early 2000s, it's staggering. Like every big vehicle. He was, he was, he could have been huge, but he was like, no, I just, I want my family. I have a lot of money already. And he does like TV every few years now, right? Huh. But yeah, he was everywhere in the 90s. He had a huge run from like this to the faculty. To a bunch of like, I remember the faculty. Yeah, he was also in that Um, terrible Pearl Harbor movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, He had an interesting career. I really think this movie is uh, like really captures his essence very well. Like he is so perfectly cast, and his introduction. I love the way it's going with that sort of like dreamlike memory quality. The way Trip Josh Oden's character shows up. Have you ever been like 20 minutes into telling a story and then you realized you forgot to introduce a major character? <laughs> <laughs> this is how Trip is introduced in this movie. He's like halfway through the movie. There's literally no mention of this guy. And then it's like, oh, oh, Trip. I got to tell you about Trip real fast. So they like catch you up. You get this little montage about this guy's life. 
And then, like, he becomes a major character until he eventually just vanishes, right? Like, he has yeah. this huge impact on this. He's a, the, you know, a huge pivoting point for these girls' lives. Uh, but, yeah, I think he is so well cast in this movie and is so funny. And, like, there's, like, all these great visual gags. Like, when he shows up late to class, the smile the teacher gives him is so <laughs> fucking funny yeah uh because it's just this yeah. montage of just every girl he runs into just like not being able to deal with how cute he is yeah. and this this this, this fu- like in the background how big this teacher smiles at this guy coming in the class 20 minutes late it's just such a great gag it's so funny it's solid it is um, solid um but yeah I, he's just, I just so i want to say he was in scream but he wasn't no, that's no, the problem I'm having. Is like why? Do, I'm, and I've seen a bunch of things he's in. We, he was in Lucky Number Slevin, which we watched yeah. on this show. Yeah, he was in the faculty, my favorite which is The one where the 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 teachers drink too much water, right? It's the one no, with the water. No, they can't drink water. They're, they're aliens. But who, they need uh, water. So you you can tell they're aliens because they drink too much water. I think. No, it was, it was too was much. That, it was too little. Yeah, I, I think it was, it was too much. I think. And then one of it, like the the final boss is in a pool. Oh okay. yeah, I think it checks out. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. Anyway, I, I keep thinking he's in something bigger than the things that he's in, though, because it's so he's so burned into my brain as dirtbag heart teenage heartthrob, and he, he doesn't seem like he actually was. It's interesting. Uh, yeah, I but, mean, a lot. You know, he had small roles in like Sin City, Forty yeah. Days, and Forty Nights. He was in Black Hawk Down. Which Black Hawk Down, yeah. About. But, like yeah. everyone was in Black Hawk Down. That's one of those movies that like the cast is like un- yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, H two O. Um, yeah, that's, I don't think I saw it. Too well. Anyway, okay, so that's a that's a man. Him as Superman is a great alternate universe. I really would like to think about. It. Okay, but yeah. now we should move on. Let's uh, let's rank this movie. Let's put Ooh. it somewhere in our master quality list. So, where would you rank 1999's The Virgin Suicide? Can you give so me five? To what? Can you give me five to fifteen. Where where, where that is? Like, like yeah. what, what do we have right that's now? A good range. Sure, five to fifteen. I like I like the way you guys can just like tell a group. All right, so Eternal Sunshine, uh, Iron Giant, One Floor, which also has Kirsten Dunst in it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Eternal Sunshine, uh, Iron Giant, Cuckoo's Nest, Hero, uh, Good, Bad, Ugly, Happy Together, Batman, uh, but I'm a cheerleader, Unforgiven, Best Movie of All Time, Apollo Thirteen, and Bowfinger. That's five through fifteen. I what's I your kind of gut? like this kind of clumped together in that um happy together um but i'm a cheerleader um you know all kind of of the same era um with his weird sort of like in there yeah um (laughs) but i mean we kind of admit i mean without batman none of these movies would exist right (laughs) i mean batman is like a foundational text yeah yeah Yeah, this movie is a foundational text for the late 90s um indie sure. sort of scene right without batman i mean they say this all the time uh as went batman as went 90s so went so mm-hmm. Coppola in the 90s yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah um all right so where do you put it anthony so you want to say in the middle you want to put it where batman is at 11 uh yeah i put it behind happy together happy together and above my... batman yeah so 10.5 all right um, sounds good hunter what do you feel on this i was gonna say the same thing oh, right underneath thing? happy together so just give me the same one I'll nudge uh, it above Happy Together, actually, because I think that's, that's what I was going to say. So I think it's I like this a bit more than Happy Together. I mean, there's such it's so weird to compare anything to Happy Together, but um, yeah. that gives us a score of forty. Very easy to divide. Ten, 
do we put what did we decide does it go above or below the thing when it, it ties the number it. yeah so if it tie, tie goes the new one so that means it's just above happy together it's the new 10th best film of all time right after the good the bad the ugly and above happy together all right cool yeah that hey, seems can fair. i can i uh ask you guys a question yeah before we kind of leave this uh movie uh how many coppolas can you all name Ooh. oh okay wait i think five then wait no I, all right i mean i, I can name the two, the two main coppolas and then I okay. feel like I have two secret Coppolas, and then I, that's it. No, so I, I, okay, now I'm signing three secret Coppolas, I guess. Mm. So you're up to five. Hunter's yeah, on seven? Six? six? No, I think six. I got six. You, you couldn't do one more and get Slevin? I can't think of another one. All right, five, six, six. Anthony, how about you? Uh, I think I'm also at six. All right, well, let's see. I'll do my four Maybe first. More? So, okay, so I, I feel like. Uh, we got Francis Ford and Sophia. That's the obvious two. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I feel like Jason Bateman and Nick Cage are secret Coppolas. Yes. I think it's the wrong. Well, Wait, Nick Jason Cage is, is Jason Bateman no, yeah, a secret Jason, Coppola? No, not Jason Bateman. Jason Schwartzman. Got, yeah, you got a wrong Jason Schwartzman. Ah, okay. Well, and All then right. you got. Okay. You so, guys, so wait, Ezra, you have one more. So where, where can so, you go? So Jason Schwartzman and then was his brother Robert Schwartzman? Is that right? The person who's in Rome. Oh, Robert Schwartzman. No, no, that's in this. Co- yeah, yeah, yeah. Robert Schwartzman, who's in this? Yes. Yeah. And, okay. And then you, yeah, you have the one Hunter just named Roman. Yeah, Roman. Uh, is there the wait, is Schwartzman's mom though? Is that yes, Talia Shire? That's okay. the main one you're forgetting from Rocky okay. and The Godfather. Uh. Uh, so yeah, you have yeah, basically you know Francis, Sophia, Roman, Francis, and his two kids i think he might actually have three kids but roman is the one who like roman writes all or co-wrote a lot writes a lot of wes anderson movies and cool. is the special effects supervisor mm. on, like he did all the special effects on francis for coppola's dracula like all the in camera effects and stuff with his dad um yeah and then talia from like rocky and stuff is jason schwartzman's mom i believe i think that's how they're related um but yeah the, what uh his kids are giancarlo roman and sophia mm-hmm. we're all filmmakers although giancarlo uh, passed away in 1986 oh um so august coppola is another sibling to talia and, and francis and okay. then there's yeah okay a lot of coppolas this is a lot of coppolas good that was a fun okay that was a fun bonus um <laughs> I like it. jason schwartzman not jason Bateman. okay uh next order of business ezra what is the official score going Four. into our final yeah. month? Let's do this because I did not score it up super well last time I read this. I feel real good about this time though. I feel like I'm gonna good. get it in one. Okay. I have see this is right. Uh Hunter 15 in uh last place. Then mm-hmm. me and Anthony at 16, uh, and then Alex 20. Oof, that's a lot of points. All right, so now uh, I agree with that score. So now um Anthony, the, the deal that we made two weeks ago was that Alex gets two points and Hunter gets one for not making me watch porn instead. Mm-hmm. Taking my point. Well, here's the thing. I I, I, I consulted a lawyer about this. Uh-huh. And I've learned that any deals made under duress are not legally binding deals. Oh, my God. Right. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. the fact that you pit me over a barrel <laughs> took my move from me 
and I feel then like that's what happened. me four points to get to happened. my movie. I, I feel like now I that positions and then offered you a deal because I actually did want to watch your movie. And you said, sure. I don't feel like you were over any sort of a barrel. And I bet mm-hmm. if we went back and listened to the tape, you would be like, I can't hear even okay. a semblance of barrel in Anthony's I'm still, voice here. I'm still no. excited. Like, like, like we've, we've had deals go south before, right? So it, it, had, yeah. it had like a couple, couple of weeks of me running out with Hunter before uh, yeah. to, to have this happen. So I'm very curious to see. I, mean, what, I will just say, Anthony, just because I, I thought there was a chance of this happening. <laughs> it is too late for me to get game revenge. Mm. But what I can promise you is I will be less fun to hang out with for the next month. And I, and I don't mean uh, a little bit. I mean severely less fun. Mm. I will be so crushed Yeah. if you do this that it will make me a lot less fun for the next month. All, uh, I, can, all I can offer you is my unpleasantness. <laughs> hmm, that's a good point. I hadn't considered that. Um, you hear that, folks? That's what a barrel sounds like. Yeah. I, I, yeah, oh yeah, so now, it's, now it doesn't count anymore. You're right. See, now he, he's he's continuing to threaten me rather than own up to what he did. Right. He is doubling down. Diplomatic strategy. I owned up to it. I told you at the beginning of the show. I charged you a a, a, a two point tax. All right. Yeah, Anthony. And I will you know do my what? best to make Alex more fun by cheering him up constantly over the next month. I will send gift baskets. I'll figure out what it takes. Oh, I'll take a gift basket. I'll take anything in the yeah. real world since this oh, yeah. doesn't mean anything. No, this, this, yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll give you fungible tokens like this. Actual things. Is that fungible. Works? Uh, fungible. Fun, yeah. I don't know. Play-Doh. I'm going to give you Play-Doh. A whole lot of Play-Doh. Gift basket of Play-Doh. <laughs> out of it. <laughs> Funge it. Funge it up. <sighs> What were the point totals one more time? Where how was Alex at? What me and Ezra at sixteen? Okay, yeah, yeah. So so basically, um, yeah. So Alex at twenty, you're at sixteen. I'm at sixteen. Hunter's at fifteen. So you can put yourself if you take keep them all. You could uh, go up to twenty one. You could do other shenanigans where if you get four and then gave one to Hunter, you'd be it'd be twenty twenty sixteen sixteen. You could give five to Alex and then see what happens there. Yeah. Yeah. You how do you like Alex? I just give you my point. As a human being that you said on your honor that you would do. Mm, no, because I was going to get these points, and then you stole them from me, and then you <laughs> sold them back to me with yes. with a tax on it, Reasonably, which I don't think is reasonably. Fair. And I will say, you know, in general, we believe in a progressive tax system, and you have gotten to be first eight <laughs> times out of ten, which is mm-hmm. unreasonable. Seven times out of ten, which is absolutely unreasonable, and it is only fair that somebody get a a, a, a tax that they that gets a point that they earned with cards instead of with the luck of the draw that you would have gotten look, here. Look, we all know the drawing is a meritocracy, all right? I <laughs> I've gone first because I just I've I've worked hard for it and I deserve it. I mean, that's instead just my, like, and my card that's also just, meritocracy. Yeah. Check out. Yeah. Check I, out. A skillful play of cards at the right moment mm-hmm. is what put me in this situation. Guys, this is really stressing me out. I would, I would love to get an yeah. answer here. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? As you nailed it, I kind of like poetry. I like balance. So I'm not going to give Alex any points. Oh, my God. I am going to honor this Hunter's for you, Anthony. I'm going That's to fine. ruin this game. That's oh, my fine. God. And I'm giving Hunter one point. I'm keeping the other four. We're, the game is now... Double tied 2020 16 16. Oh my god, I feel like this is a good way to go into the last month. It's anybody's game, Not right? Really, but sort of, <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, 
if if one of you two, it's really anybody's game, it's really exclusively your game since uh, well, it, you're the it, only one who because I don't have a turn also, left and we're too far. Your game, Alex. Don't yeah, because no, no, Anthony gets to go again and I don't. The game's over hey, for me. I've taken Alex, my last I, move. I could give out no points and then I would absolutely be my game and it'd be mine to lose at that point. But I'm not doing that. You're giving Hunter a point and refusing to take the lead on your own is just you acknowledging the guilty conscience of screwing me over for no good reason. That is how you feel bad inside. Maybe it's your religious upbringing coming back. But Mm -hmm. I can tell this is your guilt speaking by not taking the lead solo. If you if you believed this, if you thought this was the right thing to do, you would absolutely take all the points. But you don't. You know this is Mm -hmm. wrong. You know, in your uh, heart, that, really make that you are being yeah. a fuck. I think it's just because I, I think it's just because Al, uh, Anthony knows that if I don't get my point, then I'll use my porn card on Anthony. So all of a sudden, um, he'll, he, he's okay being threatened by you, but not with a deal he struck as an adult man with me—a human deal, a, an honor-bound bo- well, deal. Breaking, breaking <laughs> the deal with you is different stakes because you're in the lead. But like I'm not in the lead, so right, it's you're harmlessly far behind, which me. is funny. I agree. Alex, it's funny to give you a point, but Alex, do you have a preference between uh, pears only, or do you like uh, like the the edible bouquets, the chocolate <laughs> strawberries? I don't like an edible bouquet. I will. Say, I, I've never actually gotten an edible bouquet, but every time I've seen one, I've been like, people don't want this, right? Do we really mm-hmm. want weird shaped melon chunks? Like, like, like I, I want this to be an actual gift, not like a not. Like, so look. You can get a sweet and delicious uh, one from sixty dollars. It seems like a good deal on my part uh, oh. for for a month of happiness. This is worth so, sixty dollars to you. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm curious see, to see. Like uh, two people <laughs> on the show feel extremely guilty about what's happened. Hunter, you no, no, feel no. fine. Oh yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> this, is, this is a good deal for me. <laughs> I'm looking at my power cards. What happened to my porn card? I didn't use it. No, oh, but oh. it's on your card remaining on the side, right? Mm. Oh, I okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I had to move yeah, a new card, so I had to move your other cards into into whole, your hand. Cool, cool. I see, yeah. I see. Everybody got one new power card, um, which will not do anything for me. Um, yeah, so mm. not melon, and it's less melon. That's all I can oh, say. Okay. Everything else up to you. Uh, um, yeah. Do you, I, you feel my like only card like that I have boy? is a movement card? Then I'll never get another turn, so it does not matter to me. All my cards. All suck. Suck. Well, you know what? I like that because I got a power code. That says discard all and redeal all power codes, and Again? I'm gonna play it right now. <laughs> oh my god, that card sucks. <laughs> hey, you guys oh, are just man. saying none of you are happy with your power codes, and I'm trying to help you out. I had my game design hat on for a second, and I'm feeling like there's an issue with a card that makes us just throw all the cards away and redraw. Excuse me for thinking about this as a game for a second. Oh, yeah, God. I mean, that's brutal. That's a fascinating card to have come up just now. I don't uh, care. Yeah. I had crap, and I wasn't lying about that. I, I did have, like, utter yeah. crap that I wasn't going to be able to use. So it's fine with me. It just seems kind of dumb. Mm. <laughs> no, it, it, but, but kind of dumb seems like... Game is dumb. We made, game, a, yeah. we made a that's dumb game that's bad. Uh, all right. Uh, between 3 and 52. All right, new cards coming. Are you kidding me? So wait, do we get... Two now, I guess. Yeah. So okay. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. There's a lot of this is very stressful. If someone yeah. if someone else gets that that discard all and restart, I will please play this again. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that would just, I hope just, I get it. I won't yeah. play it if I get it. I pledge this yeah. to you all. 
I, um, I'm going to burn this down. I don't even care this. anymore. Uh, I what? I care so deeply. I, I just what move to any movie containing at least two of the same stock sound effects. <laughs> hey. hey, I don't know how you do that, but it sounds fun. <laughs> Speaking of power codes, I would like to play another one. Well, hey, I haven't on, even actually, gotten mine yet. Let me get mine. I, don't um, I want to play. I just got some new ones. But I might get one that's like yeah. Anthony doesn't get to play a card or something. Mm. I, you have to let me at least see my new cards. All right. So the new cards, ha- the new deck has been dealt. Everyone should have two cards. Let me know if you do not have two cards. I got two. Um, all right. Um, oh, okay. So okay. who's who's going to pick today? I'm supposed to. Ezra's, Ezra's on deck to pick. Oh, we traveled Ezra's... through. Who do we travel through to get here? Kirsten uh, Dunst. So we Kirsten can't Dunst. travel to Kirsten yeah. Dunst. Yeah. Mm. Um, I got yeah. a card. Yeah. I mean, there's, somebody, there's somewhere I think we need to go. Well, hang I on. Think we need to go from this movie. I, you don't I, have a say. I, I, you don't know what I have or don't have, Alex. So well, I, you well, don't know what I got. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But I, I just, I feel like, you know, this Ooh. game's ending. Okay. The year is coming I have something. up. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm proposing. I'm not necessarily playing this card, oh, but what? Ezra. Yeah. If I played a card that allowed me to change my movie, my my mm. my wait, it, it says oh, original movie choice. I assume that means my target movie, your, your correct? Target yeah. Movie choice. Yeah. We'll see that. If I changed it to Batman Returns, considering it is a Christmas movie, <laughs> would you pick Batman Returns and travel through Danny DeVito? We split the points three two. Who gets the three? I get the three. Mm, give me the three. Play game. I, will, I, 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 if I can help you on my turn, I will help you on my ter- turn, and you will get the three to get to your target movie. Oh, that's not bad. Uh, wait. Uh, what if you just change mine to 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 be it, and then I get three two? No, it's just, you're gonna change your your not someone no, else's original. Sure, it's any. It's, it's yeah, any. I'm the one playing the card. I think oh, if I, I lose a card, okay. I should get the higher number because I'm play, I'm spending a resource. Alex, wow. what new movie did you pick? Because I haven't picked a new movie yet. The I don't know when I should do that. You have to pick it before That's Ezra goes. Yes. Yeah. So mine's The Illusionist from 2006, which um is uh, is an interesting setup right now. Yeah. What do you uh, think, Ezra? It's it's holiday. Themed. Yeah, look, look, We're I'm, in December. I'm nearly there. I just need to know some quick thing about how much. How, what was the budget of the 1997 Cinderella movie? <laughs> Excuse me. It's definitely way less than even something like The Virgin Suicides. I Would guarantee you, you that. Actually, it was double. It was actually twice as much. Virgin Suicide was six oh, million. Wow. This is Twelve million. Wow. So that's wild. Didn't help no. me there. Okay. Um, and 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 then you go ahead and pick your one, and then I'll I'll, I'll decide what what I'll just yeah. I'll, I'll finish the business with, with Hunter. Yeah, so uh, I think you know I, I'm gonna I was gonna pick something. You can also go directly to my movie from this Ezra if you want. Uh, but I think in that boys, like I said, coming up at the holidays. This is a big year this year. Something very important is happening in a few weeks, and I think we need to prepare. So boys. Pack your toothbrushes. We're going back to Pandora. I'm going to pick James oh, Cameron's no. Avatar oh my as my last movie. Uh, well, um, the great news is we're not watching it. So, Oh, yeah? Yeah. 
I get a feeling we might be watching it next week, depending on some power code situations we oh got here. Oh, my God. Same uh, stuff. You mean after the one that... Uh, as about you mean, when you're, It's your turn, not you don't think Ezra's going to yeah. pick it. Yeah, I mean, I think no matter what's going to happen, we're probably going to be watching Avatar in a week or two. So, buckle just up, you boys. Know, just, you know, I might play the porn card on myself so I don't have to sit through Avatar. <laughs> Oh it's God, definitely an Avatar porn parody. Yeah, I guarantee you would, that one exists. It, it, and it is it is better written and more interesting and fun to Wait, watch, I guarantee the title it. Do, though? Um, I'm, it's, it's probably called This Ain't Avatar, because that's what they're all called. That's they're boring. like, just to be very straightforward. That's boring. Yeah. Um, yeah, there is a movie called This Ain't Avatar, so oh, that well, exists. Um... I'm assuming that they're very blue. I haven't. Yeah, probably they pretty blue. All right. Yeah. I would watch that instead. I might. I might do that, and just tell you I was an oops. Might just oops my way into um, that. God, okay. I hate that movie. Anyway, sorry. Ez. or so that's your new movie. Anthony's picked his new movie. We've settled. It seems like so dust has settled. It is Ezra's turn to pick a movie. Ezra. Okay. What is your pick? Hunter, are you going to do it? Yeah, I'm. I will if you if you're down. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. Just I, I would just like cards. to tell both of you that the uh, no one is trustworthy anymore. People are not what they seem. Here's the thing. Even yeah, but me and Ezra are friends. Me and Ezra uh, are in the in last place. And even yeah, if yeah. I, I if think, I, I think we need to crawl at the bottom. I think I think Hunter Hunter look Hunter knows better than to run back an old storyline where hit of him stabbing me in the back. So I feel pretty good this time to trust. Uh, <laughs> well, no, it would open. be you picking. Wait, or, or like he's got a chain. Wait, how does this work cha- again? So Hunter changes his pick to um, Batman Returns. Batman Returns, right? And then I pick Batman Returns. Oh, okay. Danny DeVito. Yeah. So he doesn't have to do anything. You still have to do the picking. I because you see him change. He has to change now. Yeah. Yeah. So I I have changed my movie to Batman Returns. Now, Ezra, what do you want to do? Okay. I I'm gonna move through Danny DeVito. <laughs> always sunny in Philadelphia. The entirety of the show. Uh, no, no. I'll, 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 I'm going to try not to be evil for the rest of this game. So we are doing. I want to see. I've never seen this. Uh, we'll keep our Batman. Batman's. You never seen uh, Batman Returns. I was too young when Didn't it came watch out. It for the show. Oh, no, this movie Batman, fucking owns. Yeah, Batman yeah, Batman Batman regular version. Batman this movie is so weird. Yeah, we watched yeah. Batman Raw. Wait, no, yeah, we watched this for the show. I wasn't on that one then. Oh, oh you neither. know what we did is we watched a, we did this for a pu- a, a movie crawl for a uh, pod crawl yeah. where we watched uh, Batman and Robin and someone else want another show watched Batman Returns I think yeah okay uh, so the first movie this is, I want you to prepare first movie Tim Burton trying to play good with the studio he has a lot of demands on him he makes a very very important action movie very very important cinematic uh, artifact. They let him do whatever he wants for the sequel. And he says, fuck that superhero stuff. I'm going to make a movie about weird sexual hangups in adults. And that's what it is for two hours. And it's amazing. And it's very, very kinky and weird. And it's a good movie. We're going to enjoy it. We're going to have a good time. It's really good. And it's a good Christmas movie, too. It's a awesome Christmas movie. Okay, so we're moving to Batman Returns. All right, next week we're watching the 1997 film Batman Returns and through Danny DeVito.
and it is official. All right. Well, you guys and your moves. Um, Figure out what, what kind of uh, what kind of gift basket is is going to best make your month, Alex. I can't wait to open it on the air. All right, we have one more thing we got to do. We got one order of business, uh, and that is an email from Hannah, our official pod librarian. Hey, Hannah. What up? Um, who says, I'm sure this will be uh, super surprising to you, but I have a deep love and knowledge of the Romanovs. This is about Anastasia, obviously, um, that I didn't read last week because we were uh, waiting for her to get back together. Uh, I don't love the actual people, obviously, but the legend I do love. The real people are terrible. Um, I have some real problems with the animated version of Anastasia, not because of the magic. Uh, Rasputin was a real weirdo, but because the real Rasputin was dead before the Romanovs were killed and the timeline just drives me crazy. This is information to us. The Broadway show fixed this by removing Rasputin and making the Bolsheviks the bad guys, specifically one guy named Gleb, but it's less cinematic. Anyway, um, I've read at least a dozen historical fiction books about Anastasia or one of her sisters surviving and about pretenders to the throne. So if anyone wants to go deep on this specific thing, I've got book recs. And I do (laughs) think that is if there was like a motto attached to Hannah's, like an email signature just said, if you want to go deep, I have book recs. Oh, I yeah. think that is There's exactly what Hannah lives for. Um, specifically, if Ezra wants a book where you legitimately do not know if it's Anastasia or not, I recommend I Was Anastasia by Ariel Lahone. <laughs> it seems like it's you... told in two timelines, forward from the imprisonment of the Romanovs and backward from the death of Anna Anderson, who died insisting she was actually Anastasia. I know historically what happened, and even I was conflicted. Oh. Mm. I do like that ambiguity. P.S. Also very Ezra-specific. I was a little sad to be called crazy and the devil for giving yeah. Ezra Cinderella as his pick. But also, <laughs> I get it. I want to be clear. I'm pretty sure that was Alex doing that. I would not have said that. That sounds like Anthony to me. What? Well, someone play the tape because we're not Literally listening to no it We are sorry. Yeah, no, I have no opinion. I'd watch Cinderella. That seems fine. I like your chaos. It just isn't good for you as a strategy for the game. Um, it's certainly not the best movie you've watched, but it's also not the worst. It is definitely bananas, and I think at least one of Ezra's kids would probably enjoy it. Um, I, I'm legitimately excited to see it because, like, Sarah and I watched um, the documentary of like their reunion, like 25 years afterwards. Uh, it's on oh. Disney. <laughs> Wait, it's without seeing the movie, that's yeah. an interesting choice. I mean, it, look, it's cool. Like, I've. I, I'm legitimately excited to see it. So like, I, I very much do want to. Um, and then lastly from Hannah, um, Alex leaning into the camera and Ezra doing haircutting ASMR made me cry laughing last night. So <laughs> thank you for that. Um, you can get all of this great bonus content for your eyeballs by going to youtube.com slash Alex Falcone and you can watch each of our new episodes there. We appreciate everyone who writes into the show. That is it for this week's episode of Read and Wait. We'll be back in next week talking about Batman Returns. That's time for Batman to return to this game. I mean, this is going to be... I mean, this is the most popular character of Season 5, right? I mean, this makes mm. makes Batman the most returned character, the most important well, franchise. Princesses count? We got yeah, a lot prin- of princesses. Princesses and Batman are, are both racing to be the most we important. Also have, we have our third uh, Kirsten Dunst also. This is, this is the oh, third time yeah. she did it. One, uh, I can't remember who it was who sent us uh, all of that great graph work early on maybe it's time for some more data visualization yeah as we get towards the end uh, but yeah kirsten dunn's definitely going to be one of the most uh, the mvp actors of the series um 
Cool. Send us a mailbag podcast at read-hoop.com. We love hearing from you via email, and we appreciate all of our meat buddies, including those whose names we say wrong. You can go to metreon.com. We really appreciate all your supporting us on the show. Thank you for being here, Hunter. Yeah, thank you. Anthony, great chatting with you. I'm really sorry, buddy, but it had to be done. It didn't? That's the part where I know you feel guilty because you're nope. saying I think happen. that's your guilt speaking. You know it literally it did not happen. have to be done. It could no. have not There's been. No other way it could have shaken out. I'm sorry. Could have been very easy nope. to give me one point even and give let me pre- pre- preserve the lead that I worked so hard for Alex, instead of taking it away Alex. for no other nope. reason than to hurt me. Alex, in the words of your favorite character from your favorite movie, Anthony is inevitable. Oh yeah. I don't think he is. I think he he's he's in for some treats next week when he finds out what power cards I've got. Um and thank you, Ezra Stone Cold Fox. Thanks for joining us. You guys dodged a bullet. The thing I would have picked was gonna be bonkers. It was um uh Quantum Quest, I think was the name of it, which uh was a movie partially produced by NASA. Um with um, Hayden Christensen's uh, voice in it, and it's like a, this like lost cartoon. It's like only 50 minutes long. It's on YouTube. Huh. Um, you're like that. That's where he would have gone in the in the alternate version. Interesting. Do you guys I, notice that, that Hayden sounds... Christensen was in this movie? I don't know who he was still. No, I don't know who that is. He was one of the boys that took the girls to the prom. Okay. Mm. There's too many boys. There's too many boys. Yeah. I couldn't. Oh, boys. Too many boys. Um, all right, we'll talk to you next week. As we wrap up our final month of season five, Kevin Bacon's Exquisite Corpse. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.